Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts right now. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I am, I don't know about you, but I'm just worn out at all the excitement over the least interesting election this city has probably ever seen in a really long time. Yesterday's election, I know we had special coverage and all that kind of stuff. I fell asleep early because they called the race literally as soon as the polls closed. I don't even remember what the percentages was, but everybody who I thought was going to win won. And uh, Mayor Curry got reelected. I mean, I don't even... Did he even? Did, I guess he gave a speech. I have clips of it here in just a minute, but uh, I think he gave his speech before the polls even closed. I think he like went to vote at noon, and then at like twelve thirty, he's like, "Hey guys, I just want to say thanks for all the votes, and I'm excited to be your mayor for another four years." Uh, Mike Williams, also the sheriff. I mean, none of these, none of these elections even were. There were a couple of city council elections, I guess, that are going to runoffs, but you know, nothing, not no nail biters. Nothing that was just like, wow, that was just such a, oh, I can't believe the outcome. This was, this is what elections were meant to be. It's great to see the democratic system in action. None of that. Uh, my, I even, I'll be honest with you, I, if we're being truthful, which I like to be from time to time, it, I, my, I almost forgot to vote. <laughs> that's how, that's how uninteresting it was. That's how not a big day uh, it was uh, on the schedule. I didn't have it in the calendar. My wife, I went home for lunch and I'm sitting there making lunch and my wife comes home. And she goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm making lunch. She said, don't we need to go vote? And I was like, oh, damn, I totally forgot. So we got in the car and we went and voted and we went home and then I had my lunch. It was a uh, salad with some leftover chicken chili. You don't need to know about that. But we, we got the voting done and I was really, you know, I put it away. I forgot about it. And then late at night, not late at night, but around seven o'clock, I was watching TV and they started flashing the election returns. I was like, oh, I totally forgot again. And uh, and as we all as we all expected, Mayor Lenny Curry was reelected to a second term as mayor and everybody else who ran was not elected uh to any terms as mayor so you know good luck in your future endeavors uh as we sheriff williams will be returning again for four years and and mayor curry in his speech he did the thing that i think most people thought he was going to do and he put forth his big agenda item for the next four years and it is of course, to uh, to work on one of the biggest problems that we have here in Jacksonville. We're going to make downtown a destination. Residential, retail, sports, art, and entertainment. You will not recognize downtown in four years. Yeah. You're not going to recognize it. We're all going to have mopeds. That's the big thing. Now that we've got another four years of Mayor Lenny Curry, he is he's pledging that we will not recognize downtown in the next four years. He didn't say if it was going to be like if it was going to be we're not going to recognize it in a good way or a bad way. But apparently there's all this stuff now planned. There's going to be there's going to be sporting events. Of course, we know there's going to be new increased activity. There's going to be restaurants, eat, work and live space. I, you know, if his plan goes into through uh, to fruition, there'll be a big park which i don't know i don't know what that's all about but uh but that's it man the next four years it's going to be a roller coaster ride through downtown now keep in mind what that means also is a buttload of construction <laughs> that's, you know, that's the thing you're not going to recognize downtown in four years probably because the construction is going to be so bad you're going to be avoiding it for the next four years uh but you know but that's the plan and it, and it seems like it's a good one and it seems like it's what everyone wants because as we said again hands down mayor curry just uh, just sailing through to uh, to reelection, I was a little bummed that uh, that Jack Daniels didn't win, just because I really wanted to. I vote. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who I voted for, but I may or may not have voted for the guy named after uh, Tennessee number seven, uh, just because. I mean, how often do you get a chance to vote, like actually vote in an election for Jack Daniels when it isn't just a, a like a drunken write-in, uh, you know, Jack Daniels and Jose Cuervo for vice president, whatever. Um, it's star Star 104.5 is our number. Star Star 104.5 is our number. Now, we have a couple of other things we want to get into. I should remind you that it is whatever you want Wednesday today, which means whatever we well, first of all, we've planned nothing. And literally, there's nothing really of substance to talk about. 
So we're leaving it. We're really leaving it up to you guys today. It's really on your shoulders to tell us what you want to talk about, to call in, to give us your ideas. Uh, you know, to tell us what you uh, what you're up to, what your what your concerns are, whatever it is you want to talk about. That's what we're going to be talking about. And and the other thing uh, that's very important is we should let you know that uh, we will we'll take your open mic messages as well. If you don't want to get through on the phone, you can go on the open mic. You know, uh, you can download the uh, the News 104.5 app and the open mic message, whatever you you send us, we will play on the air. No problemo. So, you know, that that's the way it's all working. Also, there's going to be a major announcement from Andrew Gillum, a major announcement from Andrew Gillum tonight or today. Rather, he, uh, he, apparently there's a, a link to the Tampa Bay Times or with a Tampa. But yeah, the Tampa Bay Times had a big, big article that said Andrew Gillum is making an announcement today. Here's what it is. But it's a dead link now. It goes nowhere. So I don't know if they got in trouble for telling people what was happening. But the, I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of us are sure he will be using this opportunity he will be using this opportunity to declare his candidacy for president because we don't have enough candidates for president, number one, on the Democratic side. Also, he's got some money left over from when he ran for governor that he must spend here in Florida. So he's going to be, you know, using that money to to create Florida campaign action committees or whatnot. He's going to be using that money to to drum up support, voter support and see if there's any kind of. Um, see if there's any kind of incentive for him or desire in the minds of voters in the United States and here in the uh, in the Sunshine State for him to be the next president of the United States. He figures if Beto O'Rourke can lose in Texas and still be a viable candidate, well, surely I can lose here in Florida and be a viable candidate as well. If Beto's trying to turn Texas blue, Andrew Gillum is trying to turn Florida blue, too. So uh, we're, it's just another candidate on the Democratic side that will have their, their hopes and dreams trounced um, uh, by Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders as soon as Joe Biden enters the race. The other thing is there's this really interesting article about how old the Democratic candidates are. Every single person who has a chance to run for president and be the next president, Joe Biden who's leading polls even though he hasn't even yet committed, um, Bernie Sanders, who's old as the hills, you know, and then, of course, Donald Trump, who's currently the president and is also quite advanced in years. All of these men, these white, rich, old dudes, uh, one of those three will most likely be um, either the next president of the United States or continue to be president of the United States. And you have to really stop and think, how progressive are we? You know, how progressive is the left? This this this, you know, this this new uh, new age socialist society that they're dreaming up where all women and men and minorities are equal and we have open borders and everything else. Why is it that there aren't more minorities uh, in a position of of actually garnering enough support to win? And I'm not saying there aren't. I mean, you've got Cory Booker, you've got Kamala Harris, you've got Elizabeth Warren. You've got, you know, uh, Klobuchar, you've got all these people, but none of them are positioned to actually be viable. None of them are going to be on the the uh, final ballot and none of them will be in the White House this time around. They're still going to they're bouncing back. So there's no Hillary Clinton's. There's no Barack Obama's. You know, maybe that's what Andrew Gillum's thinking. Maybe Andrew Gillum's thinking, hey, I am going to be. I'm going to be the uh, the antidote to the old white man running for president. Maybe that's his whole thinking. Anyway, we're looking for that announcement a little later on today. That announcement, by the way, uh, we know what it's going to be. We know what he's going to say. And I have to tell you, it's going to be almost as anticlimactic as that mayoral election we had yesterday. Star Star 1045 or 855 765 1045. This is the Marcation. We're going to take a quick break. We got some of your phone calls. Whatever you want Wednesday kicks off next on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marcation. So, fun fact, it's the first day of spring. So, you know, there, we got that we got that going for us. And Mayor Curry is still our mayor for another four years. You will not recognize downtown in four years. All right, there you, there you go. So I don't know what I don't know what I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You will not recognize downtown in four years. There's gonna be we're gonna level all the buildings, there's gonna be lots of crime, the big park. You know, whatnot. But anyway, maybe uh, maybe it's, I, I assume it's for the better. I think he's got big plans. I think Mayor Curry's got big plans and he knows he's got four more years. And this is it. This is going to be his legacy. That's the thing. Now, when you when you get into your second term, you're, it's all about legacy, right? It's all about what am I going to leave? How am I going to make this city better than it was when I got here? 
the first four years, you're just trying to fix the big problems. You're trying to undo all the bad stuff that was done before. You're trying to win re-election. And now that you've done all that, great. Let's solve uh, some of the big issues. So let's tackle some of the big issues, and let's really fix downtown and see if we can't make it a destination, a place where people want to go. A place where people will congregate, not just once uh, every couple weeks for a Jaguars game, but on regular occasions. You know, we've got some big events coming to downtown. We've got the and, and you know what? Look, here's I go downtown probably more often than most suburbanites. I live on the south side, but I go downtown a lot. We've got events down there. We've got, you know, uh, concerts down there. I go to all the Jaguars games. I was just at the Elton John concert. Uh, which was phenomenal, by the way. That that old dude. I'll tell you what, man. Don't we're we're talking about these old dudes running for president. Elton John's my parents' age, and that dude was slamming on that piano for three hours. Three hours. It was amazing, with really nary a break. Uh, but it, but it was a great show. Anyway, so I go down there, and the and the one big problem I have with downtown is not that there's not events. We've got March Madness. You've got Thursday, Friday, today. They're already down there. There's March Madness all weekend. There's all kinds of, you know, the Monster Jam comes down there. We get the events. We have the venues. We can get the top-rated talent. The problem we have with downtown is there's no place to eat afterward. There's no place to, to drink afterward. There's nothing to do near, within walking distance. You know, you, we went to, we got rid and this I don't understand. We went to the Elton John show, and afterward, it was like, it was like 1030, 1045. We walked to this really nice bar down the street to get a drink, and they were closed. I'm like, you're closed Friday night at 11 o'clock after a major... You've got like 5,000 thirsty people wandering right by your establishment, and they were closed. And they're the only game in town. So it was really bizarre to me. You definitely need more things for people to do. The events are coming. It's the ancillary entertainment. The bars, the restaurants, the, the movie theaters, the this, the that, the things for kids to do. That's where we're lacking. And hopefully, well, Mayor, Mayor Curry is going to take care of it. Mayor Curry, he's, he's on. You will not recognize downtown in four years. All right. All right. If it's, if it's a place I can get a beer after 11 o'clock, then you're right. I won't recognize it. 855-765-1045. Don in Middleburg. How you doing, Don? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? Doing great, man. What do you want to say, say today? It's whatever you want Wednesday, so whatever you want well, to talk about. I heard about an hour ago that... Uh, uh, Gillum is going to announce a uh, voter registration throughout the state of Florida, and the goal is to be, defeat President Trump. That is correct. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well. <laughs> Good luck with that one. The thing that people don't realize about voter registration is when you do a voter registration drive, that's cool. You register people to vote, but you don't guarantee who they're voting for. And the way the economy's going and the way Donald Trump's approval rating's going and the way most Americans feel about about immigration and and and, you know, keeping their tax money and job growth and, you know, the overall just happiness that we see in the country today. Though, even if you go out and register new voters, you may, can't guarantee that they're going to vote the way you want them to. Now, you can persuade them to you can do your best to do it. You can remind them, hey. You're registered to vote. And don't forget who got you registered, Andrew Gillum, who's running for president or who supports this candidate or whatever. So there's ways you can persuade them, but you could just as well be uh, registering registering voters to vote for the person that you don't want to be president of the United States. Eric in Jacksonville, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, Mark? Hey, we're good, man. What do you want to hey. say? I just wanted to comment on what the mayor said and uh, maybe about, like, uh, keeping crime down, you know, probably, like, push, uh, you know, the arts, like, do more like that one spark and um, stuff like that, man. Yeah, the one spark, but that really took off, huh? <laughs> that was, that's a, hey, thanks so much for calling. Maybe do one spark, but do it in a way where it doesn't, you know, burn out. 855-765-1045 is the number, 855 765 1045 is the number. This is John in Orange Park. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, what do you want to say today? Uh, no, whatever you want Wednesday, John. Yes, i like to bring up socialism and elementary school field trips. And Nancy Pelosi Two of my favorite topics, to get... by the way. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi said you have to get people while they're young and impressionable, correct? That's so correct. How about you take, so take young elementary kids, like fifth, sixth grade, to California and show them tent cities and show them socialism does not work. And if somebody says you can't do that, 
with uh, kids, say, why not? There's kids living in tent cities, correct? Yeah, no, that's a, John, I, I like the way you think. You got you to gotta get them while you're young. Great, let's take them to Trump Tower and give them bars of gold and show them what capitalism is all about. I love that idea. 855-765-1045 is the number. Quick break. Whatever you want, Wednesday continues right after this. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I'd like to wish everybody a happy equinox and a merry spring. Go flip-flops. This is Florida. People wear flip-flops year-round. What are you talking about? I've seen, I've seen people in the winter months wearing flip-flops. Anyway, uh, happy equinox, merry spring to all y'all. Star Star 1045 is the number or 855-765-1045. Uh, you can also leave us an open mic message about whatever you want today because... It is whatever you want Wednesday, and we are getting uh, some open mic messages about this Andrew Gillum announcement later today where he potentially could be running for president. Andrew Gillum couldn't run a Taco Bell. Man, I'll tell you what. I love me some Taco Bell. <laughs> and I imagine Taco Bells are not the easiest thing to run, so I don't know how much of it. I don't know how much. I mean, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't be able to run one. I'll be honest with you. Star Star 104.5. This is uh, Tony in Jacksonville. Tony, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing? I'm doing well, but I'm confused about what it takes to be a politician in Jacksonville. I listen to Sheriff Mike Williams' great speech. He has beautiful black hair, but he only solves 17% of the crimes, yet everyone voted for him. Mark, is that it? we got to have beautiful hair, and we've got to have a nice speaking and be very articulate and don't solve any crimes? So all right, so you're unhappy with the way that the sheriff's election turned out? Is that what I'm no, getting? No, I don't know. I didn't know who else to vote for, but I just I just look at a guy's record. If he only solves 17 percent of the crimes, I'll get the next guy. You'll get the next. So did you vote for him or not? No, I didn't vote for him. You didn't vote for him. All right. I mean, look, I voted for I voted some guy I didn't even know just because you know what this guy's not doing his job. He's not doing his job, yeah, because there's so much crime in Jacksonville. Yeah, he's only solved 17% of the crimes. Mark, if you went to school, you'd be kicked out even if your parents gave him $6.5 million. Oh, I guess. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for the call. Look, I mean, crime definitely a problem here in Jacksonville, but maybe there's nobody that, you know, maybe it's such a problem that nobody else really wants the job, or maybe it just takes a little bit longer uh, to solve it all. Mayor Curry also won handedly. You know, Mayor Curry didn't even have a competition, not even a runoff. There were four people running, and he secured enough of the vote, over 50%, where he doesn't even need to worry about a runoff. I don't think any, I don't think anyone was really even worried about a runoff. But uh, And that's the thing about elections. What, the day after, there's always somebody who's unhappy, and today it's that guy. Star Star, and also Jimmy Hill. Star Star 104.5 is the number. Star Star 104.5 is the number. We're getting a lot of open mic messages, too, about this story in uh, Tallahassee about this new law. It's where it would punish people if you uh, if you, there's a hurricane and you have to flee or evacuate and you leave your dog at home, there would be a fine and or jail time. This is a new Florida bill, Senate Bill 1738, which would make it illegal to leave a dog restrained and unattended during a hurricane. If you do that, you could face jail time or a $5,000 fine. And there's already, of course, counties that uh, that kind of do this. Sarasota, Palm Beach. There are laws that prohibit animals from being left tethered outside during extreme weather, including hurricanes. The new legislation would prohibit leaving a dog restrained and unattended outside during any natural or man-made disaster statewide. So I'm assuming it's okay to leave them untethered inside. It's just leaving them outside uh, that I would believe. I mean, I believe that's just, just cruel and unusual anyway. Um, but is it something that's worthy of... A law? Is it something that we need to require people not to do uh, by penalty of, of jail time and or some kind of fine? Just what we need, another law. Come on, Tallahassee. I mean, look, that's the Tallahassee. That's their job. Their job is to make laws. Uh, their job is to go out there and figure out what people want and, uh, you know, and legislate it. I took a vow when I got my dog. Till death do us. Oh, wait a minute. Ah, never mind. Yeah, no, you're getting confused there. Uh, if you get a year in jail for uh, leaving your pet, uh, you probably have to leave your pet all over again. Well, that's <laughs> that isn't that is an interesting point. That is an interesting point. Yes, if you get a, if you get a fine or if you get jail time for leaving your dog, then you would have to leave your dog 
uh, one more time. 855-765-1045. So uh, truly, it's whatever you want Wednesday. If you want to talk about the dog law, that's great. If you want to talk about Sheriff Williams or whoever you voted for who didn't win and how upset you are, we can talk about that, although there's really nothing we could do about it at this point. If you want to give Mayor Curry some advice for downtown, because he's really excited about it. We're going to make downtown a destination. Residential, retail, sports, art, and entertainment. You will not recognize downtown in four years. Yeah. Uh, or if you want to talk about uh, Andrew Gillum potentially running for president. And I don't... Here's the other thing. I, I guess... I, and I know that, look, there's there's a lot of old, I'm really into motivation and I read a lot of books and I'm always one of those, you never give up. You know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. If you failed, you just, you fall off the horse, you just brush yourself off and you stand right back up. But when I see all of these politicians who raise a lot of money and and get just, and and, and get beaten saying, okay, you know what, instead of trying again to run for governor or trying again to run for Senate, I'm going to go, I'm going to go big. They say go big or go home. I'm going to do the ultimate. I'm going to run for president of the United States against 13 other people who probably all are more qualified than I am. Well, I mean, who half of them are probably more qualified than Andrew Gillum. Uh, you know, and there's and there's more to come. It's interesting to me to think, and you know, I lost the governor's race to Ron DeSantis. I'm not going to try again in four years. I'm going to say, screw Florida. I'm going big. I'm going all the way to Washington. That's what that's what God has in store for me. I know that by, you know, they they say uh, what Garth Brooks says. Uh, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Okay, fine. We know that Andrew Gillum prayed to be governor. He told us all about it whenever he was on on the stump. So maybe his unanswered prayer to be governor of Florida, maybe that was God pushing him toward the White House. Is that actually is that the way is that the way we're thinking? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. June in Saint Augustine. How are you, June? I'm well, thank you. Oh, good. What do you want to say today? Oh, I was just going to say, as far as the new dog law, it goes hand in hand. Um, if that's going to be the case, they need to provide also more shelters conveniently located for pets. For animals. Oh, I see. So you're saying, look, here's the deal. You, if I can't flee with my dog, you've got to figure out a place where I can put my dog. Yeah, or take my, take my animal. Yeah, I mean, but the, there's got to be some responsibility on the pet owner too. If you're, if you've got to flee for a hurricane, and you've got a dog. I mean, when you, when you live in Florida, and when you buy a home. You need to know if you're in a flood zone. You need to know about hurricane insurance. If you buy a dog, don't you also have to kind of have that in the back of your head? Or you think probably people are just thinking, oh, that's a cute little puppy. I'll adopt it. And then when the when the you-know-what hits the fan, they just have to tie it up outside. Yeah, well, you can also go generations before something hits you. What do you mean? Some period of time. Sometimes people, it doesn't happen to them. And then when it does happen... They don't know how to react because it's been so long. You know, that's an excellent point, too. I just think, yeah, I guess you're right. If if you're forcing people to take their dogs with them or not leave them tethered outside, you've got you've to figure out a place for them to go instead. If a shelter doesn't take pets, then that's an easy fix. Just allow them to take pets. But I'm sure there's some reason that they have that they don't take pets either. They don't want them getting bitten. They don't want them bringing in fleas. They don't want people getting sick. Who knows? 855-765-1045. Dale in Orange Park, how are you? Hey, fine. Hey, what would you want to say, Dale? Well, I know the same thing about the, the you know, if you leave your dog out and, uh, you, you know, get fined and you go to prison. And it wasn't until Michael Vick. Remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Okay. He got convicted for uh, dog fighting. All right. And he went to prison for two years. And I remember staying here in my living room. And I said, yeah, but if he had put on a white lab coat and flushed a million babies down the toilet, he would have gotten an award. Well, I mean, Michael, in all honesty, Michael Vick went to prison for more than just dogfighting. He also, it was cruelty to animals. He would, I mean, that was a long, sordid path. But uh, but I get your point. Hey, thanks so much for going. You're basically saying, what he's saying, the point he's trying to make is that people treat their dogs equal to and sometimes better than human beings. And we see now with these laws and the, you know, a lot of these uh, animal rights organizations, they care about dogs' lives more than human lives. And I, you know, I see it all the time. People will pay more attention and spend more money and celebrate their dogs more than more than human beings they know and their dogs. I mean, they do sit lower on the uh, on the you know, on the what do you call it? The, 
I see. I can't even think of it now. But when you look at the uh, when you look at the scale of importance in our lives, should we not put other humans ahead of our pets? You know, do dogs' lives matter? Basically, when it comes down to it, or uh, should it always be human first, dog second, or are they equal? I mean, basically, what people are saying is, if you can be imprisoned for leaving your dog alone, if you can be fined, then that is equal to abandoning a child or another human being in need. Is that are we are we pushing this a little too far? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We've got uh, we got some more of your phone calls. We've got some more of your open mic messages. We're gonna read some of the comments uh, coming in on our Twitch channel and our Facebook channel because they're kind of they're cracking me up too. This is the Marque Show on News one zero four point five WOKV. We'll be right back. The Marquee Show. Just wanted to wish you guys a good day and let you know that I love your show. Oh, and that is so sweet. Thank you so much. We love you too. Uh, Star Star 951. We're getting a lot of open mic messages on a, on a variety of different topics because it's whatever you want Wednesday. Uh, whatever you want Wednesday. We're getting a lot of um, open mic messages about um, Andrew Gillum running for president. Hi, my name is Andrew Gillum, and I'm a failed gubernatorial candidate in Florida, and I want to be your president. I don't think that's actually Andrew Gillum, but uh, but I think, you know, the sentiment is uh, is correct. Also, there's new law being proposed where it would be illegal to leave your dog uh, tied up outside in a hurricane in Florida. You'd be uh, sentenced to prison time or a $5,000 fine. They say you should keep your dog close to you during a hurricane because if you ever get stranded, uh, you will have something to eat. But that's... <laughs> what? I don't know. Who the going to eat their dog? Eight, eight, I hope not. I mean, I hope not. My dog says they should have access to shelters also. Yeah, that's true. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. Or like I said, you can leave us an open mic message, too. Uh, this is Greg in Pontevedra. Greg, how you doing? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, um, Greg. I would, I would like to say... Whoever this politician is, whether he's Democrat, Republican, he's an absolute idiot trying to do fancy footwork to make people think he's doing his job. Who are we, so, ta who are we talking about? Whoever this politician is that, that started this law to, uh, for your dog. Oh, I see. The dog. Okay, got it. I know. Get it yeah, okay. We've already got a law it's called animal cruelty. Yeah. So if you're cruel to your animals, you have a fine to pay or jail time or whatever. What we need to do is do a public service announcement that if you leave your animals tied up in a store, that's animal cruelty. Because what we're going to get is then we're going to have a new law about having your goats tied up or your cows tied up. Animal cruelty covers them all. All you right. Can't your animals. All right. What do you do with your What do you do with your goats uh, when there's a hurricane? What are you supposed to do with that? I let my neighbors watch them because he thinks they're really cute. Oh, God, that's very nice. Uh, thanks so much for the call. By the way, it's uh, Joe Gruders of Sarasota, Senator Joe Gruders from Sarasota. He filed the bill, which would make it a first-degree misdemeanor to leave a dog restrained or unattended during a hurricane. And I agree with you. I think that, you know, I think that leaving them outside anyway is kind of cruel, but leaving them inside, I mean, isn't that something that people, people do during hurricanes and other natural disasters? George in Orange Park, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I have an experience as a mailman. Uh, I was up in Arlington for 25 years, mm -hmm. and I actually had a customer who left their dog in their house when they abandoned the house and uh, disappeared, and uh, they let the dog there and it died. Oh, no. And so I actually delivered mail uh, certified from the state attorneys uh, to their house uh Hello? Hello, you there? Oh, I guess the state I guess the state attorneys didn't like them. Didn't wait, hold on, we don't need you we don't need to know about anybody's certified mail. Hey, thanks for the call. Richard in St. Augustine, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Thank you for uh having me. Absolutely, um, Richard. I got a quick question about the dog. Yeah. Is it possible I can get a tax write off if I'm going to jail for him? A tax write off on which part? The vine or the dog? Uh the dog. No, I don't think you can. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't even understand that question. Hey, thanks so much for the call. This is Dave in Pontevedra. Hey, Dave, it's whatever you want Wednesday. What do you want to talk about? Hey, Dave, it's or uh, hey, Mark. It's the uh, it's the dog thing. I yeah. truly don't understand how people can think 
uh, that uh, it's an issue to to leave a dog behind, and if you do, you're going to go to jail. At the end of the day, I got a couple kids. Right. I got a wife. If something happens, the dog's staying behind, and I'm not going to jail. And God forbid if I had the dog with me and something happens, I'm going to eat little tater. It's that simple. Who's little tater? Is that your dog? That's my dog. Oh. <laughs> I love her to death, but she's the first one that goes. Yeah. No, and I mean, look, again, hopefully it never gets that bad that you'll have to, you know, that you're going to have to serve up a little tater to stay alive. Yeah. I mean. I mean, hopefully, it's, I mean, if there's hurricanes, yes, but there's evacuation plans in place, and we do have, you know, FEMA, and we do have emergency services, and like I said, if you're like any Floridian, you've got cans of food and ramen noodles and other stuff that's all situated and set up so that you and your, and all the bottled water, don't forget, and the batteries, and the games and books and toys for the kids, uh, you know, but hopefully, you know, you know, little, every time you go to the grocery store, a little tater's like, get some canned food, get some, don't forget the canned food, free strike, star, star, 104.5 is the number star star 1045 is the number or 855-765-1045 this is the mark k show more of your phone calls and open mic messages coming up to whatever you want wednesday on news 104.5 wokv I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. We make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKB. And we are waiting for Andrew Gillum. And former Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum to make a big announcement today. We think it's about a presidential run, uh, which is kind of funny because he lost his last uh, bid for governor here in Florida. But he thinks he's got what it takes to be president. Florida didn't want you as governor, and we surely don't want you as president. Da Davin, who uh, watches the show on, on Twitch, wrote, uh, man, I can't wait to not vote for Andrew Gillum again. <laughs> That was very funny. Uh, Star Star 104.5 is our number. By the way, the election yesterday, again, no big surprises or shocks. If anyone was shocked or surprised in the outcome of the election yesterday, um, I, I don't know. Obviously, you weren't following the polls. But uh, but Mayor Curry won uh, hands down. Mike Williams won, you know, a resounding uh, victory again. And they are headed forward with their, their plan to revitalize downtown. That is going to be Mayor Curry's legacy. We're going to make downtown a destination. Residential, retail, sports, art, and entertainment. You will not recognize downtown in four years. Yeah, you won't recognize downtown in four years. Downtown's going to be the central high hotbed location of the city. However, he does preface the whole thing by saying, don't worry about the suburbs. We're not going to take away from the suburbs. You're still going to have your suburban paradise um, so that when the bullets fly, you can you have someplace safe to go and, you know, you can leave downtown and go someplace else. Uh, no word yet about the Main Street Bridge and if we can raise that up so I don't have to stop and wait for the boats to go under it anymore. That's my big concern. That's I don't know why that's not a bigger I don't know why that's not a bigger concern with uh, the citizens of Jacksonville. But that Main Street Bridge, especially when you're trying to get to a game, I don't understand why on game days, the one hour, the one hour when everyone's dry, they know everyone's going to the Jaguars game. They know it's happening. You know, we, we have the schedule well in advance. They still let that one sailboat hold up traffic. They still let the one guy in the yacht go through. I'm like, dude, you're on a yacht. Sit for an hour, have a beer, wait till the game starts, and then let him go through. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't get the whole. I don't get the whole draw. Twelve years I've lived here. I still don't understand the whole drawbridge thing. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. It's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about today and today only. Uh, this is Sam in Florida. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, man. What's up? What's on your mind? Hey, I was wondering, I was listening to your talk show, uh -huh. and uh, are you really supposed to feed your dog if that's, all, if that's the only thing left during the hurricane? I don't think you're supposed to eat your dog. Um, I don't, but, you know, but apparently we have a couple people that are like, look, if it came down between between my kids and my dog, my kids, you know, they got, they need nourishment. I, I don't know if kids would want to act knowing what they're eating, be into it, but, but the whole, it, it's a deeper sense. It's a deeper question really that we're talking about with this new law being proposed about tying up your dog outside in a hurricane and fleeing town or leaving them alone you know the, the cruelty the five thousand dollar fine the the going to jail people are saying this doesn't need to be a law because number one we already have cruelty to animal laws on the books number two if you don't uh you know if you don't have the the, the decency 
to not leave a dog tied up behind when you flee, you know, for your life, then you probably aren't going to care about the jail time or the fine. Anybody that would leave a dog tied up during a hurricane outside doesn't deserve the oxygen in their lungs. Yeah, so there you go. So you obviously have some issues. But really the deeper issue is, what, at what point do we stop comparing dogs to humans? Because I know a lot of people that consider their relationships with their pets, like they'll compare their pets to the relationship I have with my kids. And I kind of get offended by that because these are like my kids. These are human beings, you know, piece of me. The dog is a fluffy thing that, you know, would be living in the woods if we didn't, if you didn't decide to bring it into your home. Totally different scenario. But, you know, dogs, you love them. They're cute. They're great. Fantastic. I love dogs as much as the next person. Probably not more than, but just as much as the next person. I used to have a dog. He was my buddy. You know, when we when he was gone, very sad day. I have pictures that we used to put him in little costumes at Halloween time. We took him to see Santa that one time, except he freaked out and his claw got caught in Santa's beard and they asked us not to come back anymore. And I don't think it was the real Santa anyway. Uh, but but all, you know, all these things, all these things are that, that you have as a pet owner are fantastic and they and they create amazing memories. However, pets are not people. And when it all comes down to it, when you've got a choice between your safety, your family's safety and the dog's safety. Are you really picking the dog first? Holly in Jacksonville, how are you? Good. I love your show, Mark. Oh, thanks, Holly. Me too. What do you want to say? Um. Well, I live downtown. Uh-huh. And I know you've been commenting a lot about um, after going to a venue that there's nothing open. But what's happening, there are things open, but what's happening is people fly into the venue and they skedaddle out of downtown. And they don't venture into it because either they're scared because they think they're going to get shot or something, like you said earlier, or they're just not taking the time. They're going back to the little cul-de-sac out on Fleming Island yeah. after they do an event. So we do have places that are open. You just have to go into downtown. Right. Here's my... Maybe if they fix but here's right. here's my issue with that is if let's say veterans okay so I went to a concert at Veterans Memorial Arena and we was 10:30 and the babysitter was there till like I don't know midnight or whatever so I'm like great let's go we'll go get a drink we'll call an Uber we'll have a beer and we'll wait and there were two bars one was totally like you know crowded and the other bar which was huge and we thought the perfect place to hang out and wait for an Uber was closed at 11 o'clock on a Friday night. So well, we don't want to mention any names. That's why I just said the bar, Holly. But it was closed. And so we're standing outside on the we're standing outside on the street corner waiting for the car. I didn't understand that at all. And to and if I'm not driving, yes, I'm not walking into downtown. There's got to be a place near the entertainment. If you've got veterans and you've got Everbank and you've got a Daly's place and they're right there, they create this triangle. There is nothing in the middle of that triangle except, you know, an old TV station and a fountain and then the baseball grounds, you know. But there's nothing to do. There's no place to eat. There's no place to hang out. There's no place to take your kids. There's no place to, you know, to just stop and get a cup of coffee. There's no cafes. There's nothing at all unless you're going to the Veterans Memorial Arena, TIAA Bank Field, the baseball grounds of Jacksonville uh, or Daly's Place. You've got, you got no options. And that's one of the issues. That's why people come and go. They come downtown, and then they leave. They go back to their cul-de-sac, and they order a pizza, and they sit on their lanai, and they drink rosé. I mean, that's what I hear. That's what I hear, people. And personally, I just go to bed. Hey, Justin, how are you? Thanks for calling the uh, Marquee Show. What do you want to say, Justin? Hey, uh, Marquee, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm calling you from Brandon, Florida, and I'm hearing y'all talking about dogs. Mm. Well, my dogs and cats and my pet monkey, I have them as pets. You know, they're more or less my kids. And uh, y'all, I heard some of y'all saying that y'all would eat them. Like, how, I don't understand how y'all could eat more or less your kids because, you know, my pets are my kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one's talking about eating your pets. Like, your pets are your, you, you're, no one's going to touch your monkey. Don't worry. But, oh, God, please. no, yeah, but this one guy. <laughs> This one guy, that sounded weirder than I meant it to. This one guy, I did, he did, he did call, he did keep your hands off my monkey. 
Uh, this one guy called in and said, if, it, if I'm stranded after a hurricane and we're starving, uh, you know, Lil Tater, which was, I guess, the name of his dog and not, you know, not one of his kids, is, uh, you know, is, is going to be on the is, is going to be on a plate. And the reason for that is he knows that in the I guess in the food chain or in the pecking order, it's people above pets. But some people feel differently, as do you and your dogs and your cats and your monkey. Eight five five. 765-1045 is our number. Or Star Star 1045. It's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about, that's what's up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me today. 855-765-1045. You will not recognize downtown in four years. That's Mayor Curry, who uh, sailed to re-election and apparently is not just going to coast through the next four years. Apparently, he's actually going to do some work. And uh, he's targeting downtown, 8557. Oh, targeting's probably the, not the best word. Probably shouldn't say target in downtown, uh, especially around Jacksonville. 855-765-1045 is the number. And uh, we go to Jim on the north side. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hey, Mark. Uh, thanks for letting me be on your show. Oh, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for wanting to be on the show. <laughs> well, it's, the, it's a great show. Oh, really well, is. dude, um, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I want to comment on Mayor Curry making uh, revitalizing downtown his mm. top priority okay. instead of uh, instead of addressing all the crime in the city. I guess that means I'm going to have to keep on wearing my bulletproof vest when I go out at night. Yeah. Do you wear a bulletproof vest when you go out at night? Uh, sometimes I do. It depends, <laughs> on, it depends on when I, where, what area of town I go in. Yeah, I know. You got the Donald Trump look uh, with the big, you know, puffed out chest and uh, and the big shirt. Everyone's like, Donald Trump, he looks good. I'm like, that's a bulletproof vest. He's not going. He's not spending time in the gym. He's protecting himself because he knows how crazy people are. Uh, but you know what? Look, I think I think it all kind of goes together. I think he feels like if he builds up downtown and if he makes it a destination and we get more people in there who are law abiding citizens who are in there to invest, then eventually the crime will go away. Now, the problem is crimes, not just in the downtown areas that he's going to build up and I believe it's probably going to take a lot longer than four years to build downtown up to a place where we kind of all want it to be, like the Baltimore waterfront or San Antonio. And, you know, the biggest issue is it's great that Mayor Curry's doing this, but we've had mayor after mayor after mayor try to do the same thing. We had John Payton, who, you know, eh. We had the other guy after him. What was his name? Uh, Alvin Brown, who uh, that guy was even trying to evict the Jaguars from their stadium which is the opposite of building up downtown. And now we've got Mayor Curry, who's going into his second term, and there's still a lot of work to do. You know, we just now took over the landing. That thing's not even demolished. It's going to take several years to put something in, in the place of that. Um, and then there's all this other construction and development that they want to go on, too. Shad Khan's plans we've been reading about and hearing about forever. Um, you know, he's building back up the franchise, which is the first step. Now he's going to build around uh, build around the stadium too. So hopefully, look, I'm I'm optimistic. I really feel like it's going to happen. But yeah, we do have we do have a lot of issues. Crime being probably the biggest, um, you know. But maybe maybe if you make the city uh, bigger and brighter downtown, crime kind of goes away. Hey, Mike from Jacksonville, how's it going, Mike? Hey, Mark, what's going on? Nothing, my ears is chilling. What do you want to say? Hey, I had a uh, comment about the eating animals ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just, it's, it's so easy for somebody just to make a, you know, emergency kit, especially coming up for the hurricane season. Yeah, right. You know, just put some perishable sides here and there. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on now, eat your dog, eat your monkey. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I might spank my monkey, but okay, I ain't going to eat it. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you for Thank you very much. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we should preface that the topic began discussing this new bill in Tallahassee, which is uh, to make it illegal and punishable by fine and or prison time, $5,000 and potential prison time, um, tying up your pet outside and abandoning them in a hurricane, which I didn't know people did, but apparently it's a big enough problem where now some people in Tallahassee think we need to fix it. Um, you know, that's what's that's what's happening. Uh, and and that's where it all started. But, you know, the, the the deeper issue there is, should we treat our animals equal to our humans? And somebody called in and said, look, if you're going to force me to take my dog with me when there's a hurricane, if you're going to force somebody to 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 take a dog and flee 
just like they were with their kids, then you've got to let these dogs into the same shelters that you let people into, which I think is fair. I think if somebody leaves their house and takes and has a dog or has pets and is forced into a shelter, but the only reason they're bringing their dog is so they, they don't go to jail and or face a fine for leaving it behind, that seems to me to be like a fair trade. I don't know. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. We've got, uh, we've got, by the way, we've got some information about that dude's monkey that uh, we need to share with you. Mar oh, Marty just hung up. Never mind. Marty wanted to know if it's illegal to own a monkey in Florida. I have no idea. If there's any monkey lawyers out there, if there's any animal livestock attorneys that know the answer to that, please give us a call. 855-765-1045. Quick break. David, hang tight. Everybody else who's calling in, hang tight. Open mics, hang tight. We'll be right back on the Mark K Show. It's whatever you want Wednesday on News 104.5 WOKV. Especially, that guy sounds like he's hanging out with the same people I am. Maggie, you wouldn't read me behind, would you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Scoob. Uh, star, star, 1045. 855-765-1045. It's whatever you want Wednesday, as you can clearly tell by the Scooby-Doo impressions we're getting on our open mic messages. By the way, the open mic messages, uh, we have a lot of people watching online on Facebook, on YouTube, um, a, a growing Twitch audience, which I'm going to be honest with you, it's game. It's like radio gamified. It's really kind of fun. But for those of you that are wondering how we get these open mic messages on the air, it's really great. You go download our mobile app. It's on iTunes. It's on the Google Play Store. And there's a feature called Open Mic Message. You record it. It's an MP3 quality audio recording. It comes right to the studio where the other Josh downloads it, edits it, makes sure it's clean and clear for air, makes sure that it's relevant to the conversation. Then he emails it five feet across the studio where I upload it onto my iPad and, uh, and I play it on the air. And that's literally, uh, and then we get, you know, then we get messages like this. Today, happiness day. I, the, everybody wanted, you got to have a day to be happy now? See, there you go. That's the beauty of the open mic message. Uh, by the way, yes, it is International Happiness Day. Unless, of course, you're Jimmy Hill. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 855-765-1 or one of his seven supporters who calls the show all the time. David in Sandalwood. How you doing, David? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Oh, it's going great, man. Thank you so much for calling the Mark Hay Show. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I, I'm just curious. I wonder how many provisional ballots were cast in yesterday's election in Jacksonville. I've, I'll be honest with you. Z I have zero clue. Why do you wonder about that? Why do you ask? Well, I mean, I wonder, you know, if the Republicans uh, turned the tables and, 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 you know, maybe pulled sh some chicanery, you know, and loaded up with provisional ballots. Wait, the what? They yeah. Because because they walked the heck out of everybody. So you think that the <laughs> let me get this straight. You think that the Republicans were afraid that Lenny Curry was only going to win by like fifteen or twenty percentage points, so they loaded it up with fake provisional ballots so he could win by like thirty or forty. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, him, Williams, Overton, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just laid it on, man. Yeah, like you know, they pulled out the stops. No, that that's interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting point. You know what? We'll have somebody look at. We have investigative journalists here on the staff. I'll have one of them. I'll have one of them delve into that. And I think more. I think election fraud and you know when you have election you know scandals like that, you know fake provisional ballots. First of all, that kind of stuff happens in Broward County, not here in Duval. But uh, but the other thing is, usually it's when there's a more even rate. I mean, Lenny Curry. I don't even know. What was the – does anyone remember the final percentages? I don't even remember what – but he had – I mean, he had more than enough to win the uh, elector, the election outright. He had more than enough to win the election outright. He didn't even need a runoff. It was ridiculous. 
and so the, 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 typically you only cheat in an election when it's really close, when it's razor thin. Like 2020, for example. 2020, you're going to have Donald Trump and you're going to have all these other Democrats and one of them's going to be the uh, the candidate who he's going to be, you know, going up against head to head in the general. And there's going to be battleground states like Florida. There's going to be battleground counties like Broward, like Palm Beach, which, thank goodness, uh, Ron DeSantis is already cleaning up. There's going to be Wisconsin and Michigan, and there's going to be where what about Pennsylvania and Ohio all the time, and even places like New Hampshire and North Carolina and Arizona, and some people are saying Texas of all places. Texas is now a purple state, apparently. So that's where you got to watch the election tampering. That's where that's where you've got to uh, you've got to watch out for the provisional ballots to just appear all of a sudden. Oh, I found this box of ballots in the trunk of my car. Let's count those too. That's where you got to watch what's going on. Not in Duval, which is blood red. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. This is Diane in Jacksonville. Hey, Diane, how are you? Hey, Mark. I love your show, by the way. I listen to you all the time. Diane, I love your personality and love the topic. Oh, wow. I, I, I appreciate all those. That's a lot of props. Hey, yeah. thanks so much for calling. Did you want to yeah. say something else, yeah. too, or was that it? Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say is uh, I was, you know, I turned on the radio at the time you were talking or somebody was talking about you know, tying the dog outside during a hurricane. And I was certainly aghast in hearing that. Yeah. You know, an animal, you know, when you bring an animal into your home, you're making a decision to take accountability and responsibility for a living, breathing, caring, loving creature. And you should do whatever it takes. I have four dogs, and I've certainly been under the guise of hurricane threats many times and take the dogs wherever we go because it's an accountability that I have. Uh, and I willingly and and certainly lovingly accept that that opportunity. And I think it's shameful that we have people out there in this day and age who would even consider leaving their animal outside to try to defend for himself or herself. And frankly, I'm not king for a day, I'm not queen for a day, but I swear if I was, I'd put those same people out there on a chain, 150-mile-hour winds, and they can hope for the best. Oh, that's so one of those. I the, just wanted to comment. All right, yeah. Diane, no, I appreciate it. That's one of those Judge Joe Brown punishments where you basically, uh, whatever crime you committed, you have committed unto you. That's one of those, here's what, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to tie you to a pole in a hurricane and see how you like it. That was my, I mean, was, is Judge Joe Brown still around? I miss that guy. Hey, Murray from Ponte Vedra Beach, how are you, Murray? Doing great, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks for calling. What did you want to say, sir? Um, you touched a few minutes ago on um, development of downtown Jacksonville yeah. and all of the issues that con constantly come up about it. And it, it just always seems to me that, that first of all, to topographically, Jacksonville is one of the most incredible cities on the planet. Right. Because we there are cities all over the country, all over the world that are on rivers. Mm -hmm. But most of those rivers, quite frankly, are, are nothing compared to the St. John's. We have a river. I mean, a big time river. And we also have an ocean right near us. So we've got a river. We've got a beach. We've got a great climate. We've got so many things going on for us. And yet, yet all of these years, the city of Jacksonville is a ghost town. Yeah. The reason it's a ghost town is because people go to work and they leave. They all, all, if you look at any city in the world that's successful and has a nightlife and has activity and so on, it's because people live downtown. And Jacksonville doesn't have anybody living downtown. We have indigents and, and elderly, and that's it. And somebody needs to do something to, to create an atmosphere in which developers can go in and they can either convert existing buildings to affordable housing and i don't mean indigent housing i mean affordable for the average person no who we, know, we know what you mean no and, and look yeah, it's and, i see what you're saying because every time you drive around the south side you turn a corner and there's a brand new apartment complex going up exactly you need a minimum of, of 100 to 150,000 people living downtown right you look at what's happened is downtown has moved now to the to the st john's town center of course that's and the that's i mean that is the that's that's the uh, feather in our cap. That's the crown jewel in Jacksonville's eat, work, play. Live. I mean, there's there's everything at the St. John's Temple. My mother lives behind there, and she can walk exactly. wherever she wants to. It's like a little downtown. So, I you mean, the issue... Yeah, you have 150,000 people living within three miles of the St. John's Town Center. Right. Jacksonville, the downtown Jacksonville, which is has an incredible location, instead of sitting there next to, to Butler in a, in a sand dune, which is essentially where St. John's Town Center is. Right. Not the district. But, I mean, look at the river. Look at what's downtown. And yet 
developers have uh, either because they need some help. I mean, let the city of Jacksonville give them some some tax breaks. Give them give them the land. Yeah. My God, if they develop it, at least people will live downtown, and then suddenly our tax base will increase. Hey, It'll take care of itself. Murray, that, all great points. All great points. Thanks so much for the call. And you're right. You do need to have people live downtown, not just visit. It doesn't just. It can't just be a destination like Mayor Curry's asking for. It's got to be a place where you where you reside. Uh, and you've got to have residents and you've got to have, but you've got to have, I mean, here's the thing. If you want to woo people downtown, you've got to have a reason for them to live down there. And there's got to be restaurants as we talked to. There's got to be a Publix, you know, there's got to be a Walgreens 24 hours. They've got to feel safe. They've got to have parking because they're eventually going to, going to want to leave downtown. All these successful cities that you're talking about, you look at, you know, Fort Lauderdale is a great example too, because they've got not the rivers, but they've got the little, you know, what do you call it? The little the little, not streams, whatever you call the canals flowing through the city. And you can walk wherever you want. The beach is right there. People park their big yachts on the canal, which I think is hilarious because they live in like a two-bedroom apartment, but they have an 82-foot yacht parked right outside. It's There's a way to make it work. We just, for whatever reason, haven't figured it out. Or there's people in town who just are fighting it tooth and nail. And uh, and that's it. And that's a great point. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We got to take one more quick break. 855-765-1045. This is the Mark K Show. More of your calls coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. Mark K, you need a warning label. I'm starting to get addicted. All right, I'll go. I'll get one tattooed on my forehead. Maybe, or maybe, you know, maybe, we'll just, maybe we'll just run like a, uh, a disclaimer before the show. 855-765-1045. Hey, Mark, I love you to death, and I'm a diehard Republican, but Duval is not blood red. Don't forget, they voted Gillum last time. Uh, that is a, you know what, that is an interesting point. Uh, but overwhelmingly for Lenny Curry, 57% um, voted for Lenny Curry, 24% for Anna Brochet, Omega Allen, 10%, and Jimmy Hill, 7.53% of the vote. So, it, you know, it is, an, it is interesting, and it all depends on voter turnout and what's at stake and midterm elections, and that's, you know, that's, that's one of the interesting things about having these elections in March. When you have so many cities, and I was talking to Rich Jones about this um, on those one, you know, one of the odd times that he actually stops and talks to me in the hallway. But he, we were discussing it, why it is in March and, we you know, what does it mean? And it, it, it really makes it kind of, it really, you know, adds to the importance of it. And if people go out and they vote for this local election and you don't tie it to the national or the statewide elections in November, then you know that you're getting people, true supporters, people who are involved, people who are getting out there. And uh, and it does show you that you get a totally different outcome, doesn't it? 855-765-1045. This is James in Jack's Beach. Oh, hold on for me one second, James. This is, uh, let's go to Danny in Arlington. Hi, Danny. How are you? Good, fine. Thank you. Oh, good. What do you want to say, Danny? So, well, what, I used to be in the Navy, and we was in the Philippines. We was doing what they call medkits, medical community action program. Mm-hmm. And I was out, you know, taking remote villages, taking medical care out to them. And I was out there, I saw him roasting a dog one time. I, was, I asked the, the village chief, I said, hey, sir, which dog did you get? He said, the one who runs the slowest to the village. So I said, so it is survival of the fittest. It is, it is. And I guess, you know, that's <laughs> thanks so Thanks so much for calling. 855-765-1045. Peter in St. Augustine. What's up, Peter? Yeah, you know, I've lived in St. Augustine for a while, and we've seen St. Augustine develop. And we all know why Jacksonville hasn't developed downtown. Why is and that? There's three re- and there's three reasons. Okay. We're just going to we're gonna be pretty blunt about it. Oh. One, liberals, liberals, they destroy everything they get their hands on. Number two, the, uh, the black population has ruined the place. And you can see all the houses around the stadium where you have to park. They don't want to leave. We need eminent domain. And number three. Okay, hang on. Yeah, hang on one. Hang on one. <laughs> hang on one second. Hey, thanks for your call, Peter. Uh, Star Star 1045 is the number. This is Chris in Jacksonville. How are you, Chris? Hey, I'm doing good. I just wanted to, to, to that other call, whatever. But just yeah, well, with, the thing with the thing with downtown is Union and Beaver is a challenge. I think that the city has one of the worst terminal bus stations ever. Right. And then we also congregate all the any with the homeless, anything like that. We put them all into one area, and they have nowhere to go. And people feel unsafe walking in that environment. If we really want to make a change, we find better programs to where we can spread out that 
that the, the population that does need help, and then that's where you can get a reflective downtown is like any other city, yeah. in my opinion. And look, and there is a huge homeless problem, and there is a crime problem, and there is an issue with safety, and there is an issue with, you know, there, there are reasons why people don't go downtown. Uh, I don't think they're what the other guy was saying, but there's definite reasons that you need to look for. And you need to figure out that growth is possible if you have the right plan in place. And Governor, or I'm sorry, and Mayor Lenny Curry says that uh, he's got he's got a plan and he knows what it's going to be in the next four years. We're not going to we're not going to recognize downtown when he's done with it. You will not recognize downtown in four years. Jim in Mandarin. Hey, thanks for calling, Jim. What do you want to say? Hey, Mark, I know you're an animal lover. I am, too. And I just wanted to uh, say great, great show again today. And um, I, people don't give you enough credit for what you do for the community. And thank you for helping deliver that giraffe last weekend. But that's not why I called. Um, hey, Mark, yeah. um, when we get the 52 contestants into the DNC and they're all running, um, I'd like to... I'd like to have them all on a bridge and then throw a bag of puppies into the river and see which Democrat jumps off to save the puppies. And then we'll know which Democrat we should vote for. I'm assuming the one that jumps to get the puppies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. An interesting way to interesting way to choose a candidate. You know, maybe maybe debates would be another way to do it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Put that number in your uh, put that number in your uh, in your phone because we're going to do this every Wednesday. It's the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. We got Rush Limbaugh on the news coming up next on News one zero four point five WOKV.